everyone, and welcome back to our Advancing Your Business, Your People, and Your Legacy conversation series. My name is Kendall Rawls. I am Director of Development at the Rawls Group, and I will be your moderator. For today's discussion, we are going to focus on building a culture of opportunity for others. Culture is the foundation of what a company is built. It is precious and irreplaceable. It, it is one thing that you have to be intentional about maintaining through change, which means working harder on it than anything else. If, of course, you're looking to build not just a company, but a legacy. Lloyd Rawls is joining us today. He founded the Rawls Group in 1973 and has been creating opportunity for others for the last 45 years. He not only understands his stewardship responsibility to those who depend upon his business, but he has also made it his mission to help other business owners build attractive cultures to last for generations to come. Hi, Lloyd. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kendall. Delighted to be here. Uh, share with the listeners what your definition of culture is. Thank you, Kendall. Uh, culture is a word that comes from cult, which is a, a commonality of values. And my definition of culture is the commonality of the leadership's values. We'll call them core values. And in some respects, non-negotiables. Uh, throughout the organization, and those core values and non-negotiables ultimately get translated into what we would call guiding principles. Now, those guiding principles may not be expressed, but they're felt. Everyone knows what the right thing to do is relative to the expectations of leadership, expectations of colleagues, expectations of Supportive, and most of all, uh, the expectations of their customers. You build all that together in the realm of, of bonding feelings, and that becomes a culture. What were the key characteristics that were important to you as you developed the culture of this organization? I'd say there was one major key characteristic, uh, Kendall, and that was caring. Um, I cared about those that we recruited. I wanted them to care about me. I wanted them to support me. Uh, most importantly, I wanted them to care about our clients. Uh, I felt that the expression of care uh, was the most important thing that our clients would appreciate, respect, and rely upon. Uh, that very common idiom that we hear that your clients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That really struck a gold with me. And, and that was the driving principle that I wanted to put in our people that we care. How did you and how, I guess, currently um, are you aligning your people to the culture you desired? I felt the only way that I could show people, show our people, show our team members what to do was to be a role model of it. Um, and I have asked... <laughs> all those who have joined our team and become committed members of our team uh, to do the same. Now, that's not always successful to say that we have always had associates and partners who were totally customer minded would be incorrect, but that was the expectation. And as we encountered uh, those that joined our team that did not genuinely think in terms of customer first, client first, uh, we've had to uh, engage them. We've had to uh, uh, discuss with them that this, their aberrant behavior, their aberrant uh, attitudes. And in so doing, on occasions, we've had to help them select other career fields. 
we have established as a non-negotiable in this organization that you will put the client first and you will care about them and you will build relationships with them. And for the most part, that's been a very successful endeavor. But what I think strikes a chord for this organization is that over the last 45 years, when we have seen that that was not the case, we confronted it, we dealt with it, and we helped those associates or partners who could not do that find other career paths in which their skill sets were more applicable to that of family business succession. In your experience in working with clients, what are the key things they should focus on to build attractive and fulfilling cultures for their people? The key things that I believe they should do is be transparent and actively express feelings, actively express goals. I've recently heard where a culture is understanding the music that the leadership is displaying. And so oftentimes I I see leadership listening to the music uh, enjoying their music, being fulfilled with their music as though they have earbuds on, but not sharing that music with the people around them. Not letting them hear it, not letting them feel it, not letting them understand all the words that metaphorically really make up what a culture is. And my advice to business owners would be to be more transparent and to be more authentic. Don't Try to be something you're not. Be authentic. Be real. Be consistent. And don't try to put on a show because the people who work with you every day know who you are and they will value who you are and they will accept what you stand for. Uh, or they will move on. And um, as leaders, you just have to evaluate those people who are staying with you and share with them your feelings, develop them, have a purpose, and that purpose needs to be to develop the people who can serve your clients. And you can't develop them unless they know you. So be authentic, be transparent, be real, and that will build a genuine culture. How important is respect in the workplace? And as a leader, how did you manage and enforce it? That's a good question, Kendall. Uh, respect is a subject that I discuss quite often. And, and I look at the word itself, respect being looking back. And respect means looking back on past behavior and having consistency of past behavior with your feelings and your goals. Alignment of behavior with feelings and goals. I've tried to be a role model uh, as far as being transparent and having expressing my feelings, writing my feelings, and then being receptive to anyone who would uh, question, well, why did you do that? Or why did you say this relative to what you have done in the past, relative to what you've written in the past? And uh, certainly not perfect, but always trying to explain where my motives were, what my, what my, um, goals were. But the key was uh, being transparent, being willing to accept the criticism and suggesting to others that they don't have to be perfect. They simply need to uh, be consistent with their passion and their effort and and welcome discussion, welcome um, challenge and accountability. 
And with that, people gain appreciation for uh, the alignment of what you're trying to accomplish, what you say you want to do, and what you've done in the past, uh, which is respect. And this is important. It's critical. And the reason it's critical is what you think someone's going to do in the future really relies upon how much value you you place on what they've done in the past. Respect. And when you are in a tough spot, when you're in a challenging environment with with a colleague, to be able to depend upon them as your wingman, so to speak, moving forward, has a great deal to do with what they've done in the past and the, the consistency of that and the alignment of that with express values. <laughs> That's what we, we classify as respect and it's of utmost importance because uh, we deal in some complex environments. Uh, you want to make sure that you're with someone you can depend upon and that confidence of the present and the future uh, really stands on what you've seen happen in the past. Respect. Are those characteristics still the same, the the driving core value of caring? Oh, yes. Uh, it is as much uh, today as it ever was. In today's environment, there's a lot of uh, what one would say is competition in the succession planning field. There's every, um, it's coming from attorneys, accountants, banks, wealth management firms. It's the nouveau thing to do, this to say that you're in the succession planning field, that you are, you do succession planning. However, the only uh, distinguishing uh, characteristic, and the only, and, and I fully feel that the only sustainable competitive uh, attitude or perspective is a customer-minded attitude. Uh, and I think that we will always distinguish ourselves by establishing relationships with our clients where they understand that we care about them, we care about their goals, we care about their employees, we care about their managers. We become part of them and and they become part of us. They become part of our greater family. Uh, it's, um, it, it, it's a distinguishing characteristic and we hope to always uh, portray that. Share with us how important it is for your people to be entrepreneurial in mindset and behavior. It's very important that our partners, our associates be entrepreneurial in their mindset and behavior because every day we are endeavoring to earn our opportunities in the future. And as an entrepreneur, you simply are willing to step out there and, and take risk. And risk... Part of, that, part of that risk is to uh, try to cash in some equity of the past by requesting referrals for clients that we can have in the future. And uh, as an entrepreneur, anytime you ask a, a client or a strategic partner for a referral, you're taking a risk. Yeah, not only is that risk associated with, well, they might question your uh, whether or not you've earned it, whether or not you could handle it, um, but when you accept the referral, you also accept the responsibility, not only for dealing with the person they have uh, referred you to, but not letting them down, the person that referred you. So as entrepreneurs, uh, we expect our partners, our associates to think in terms of they have to develop their own channel of business. They have to be able to establish relationships with clients, with advisors, and with strategic vendors that will generate additional clients. And, and that takes enterprise, that takes creativity, 
that takes initiative and that takes basically personal vulnerability. Uh, that entrepreneurial attitude is what makes our business grow. Our willingness to be able to step out on any given day and introduce ourselves to new uh, qualified prospects and um, answer the kind of questions that those people uh, will ask relating to our capability, our experience, and our ability to work for them in some very complex situations. So Lloyd, did you intentionally set out to build a culture of opportunity for others, or did that come with time? Kendall, I intentionally set out to build a culture of opportunity because from the outset of my family business succession planning endeavors, I was somewhat overwhelmed individually. I knew I needed help. Uh, I was starting a business from scratch, uh, but I knew there was more that I had to do than I could do, and not in the only in the realm of physical ability, uh, but also intellectually. I, I knew that I needed um, additional skill sets, uh, additional expertise. And the only way I was going to attract that was to create an environment of opportunity. Uh, I made it my mission to help those around me uh, who had these additional skill sets, uh, who could help me in the uh, workplace. Uh, I made it my mission to help them achieve their goals. I wanted to know what their goals were. And I typically expressed higher aspirations for them than they expressed for themselves. And I did that because I just realized I, I could not get where I wanted to be and what quickly became what we wanted, where we wanted to be without attracting additional people, additional passion, and additional commitment. Is there anything you would have done or would do differently? That's a good question. Um, certainly, Every decision I have made over the last 45 years has not been correct. Uh, I have um, had many really great ideas, at least I thought, that were never deployed. And I've had a few bad ideas that just failed. From a macro perspective, I don't think I would do anything different. From a micro perspective, I would probably with regard to some of our projects have moved a little slower, would have uh, measured twice and cut once. I am not known for my patience. I'm not, uh, I am known for my creativity. I am not known for my follow through. And there was a time when um, we lacked the, the capability within the company to follow through. Uh, we lack the bench strength to do that. And I probably started a lot of things then that did not come to fulfillment. Um, maybe one day we'll get to those. I probably have uh, diverted some of our staff from down alleyways. Um, but from a macro perspective as to um, what is our, our hedgehog, what is our core business, what are we, uh, how, how, do we do, how do we do our business, the structure of it? I wouldn't change any of that. I think what we have evolved to is exactly what we wanted to evolve to. And with a few little uh, curvy roads and dead ends along the way, but by and large, we've, we've stayed on the highway of where we should have been. And I'm, I'm pleased with where we are.
As you looked to your what's next, um, how have you ensured the initial core values of the organization of the organization have sustained over time? Um, and did you or have you encountered challenges or resistance and how have you overcome them? Uh, certainly over the last 45 years, we have encountered challenges and resistance, uh, some from within. And I've had some wild ideas at times uh, that needed to be brought back to center. And, uh, and from our partners and our associates. But the highest uh, sense of security is that I have that our culture, that our core values will be sustained. Is in the quality of the people that have risen the next generation of leaders and managers in this company. I've spent a lot of time expressing to them how much I care about them and how much I care about their feelings I have personal relationships with everyone. Uh, I'm not taking anything for granted. I open myself up to them. I expect them to open themselves up to me. And in that, I have developed a high degree of confidence that the next generations of owners and managers of the Rawls Group have the same core values that I do. Theirs are a little different, and they should be a little different. Uh, their interests and their some of their priorities are slightly different, but the core element of what uh, makes the Rawls Group unique is consistent with the people that have been selected for the next generation of leaders and managers. And I am confident they have them because I know them. I've spent the time with them, uh, and I have uh, been in have places with them to the degree that I know them. And that is my level of confidence that I know them. Could that change? Yes. But I think I have as, as high a probability of sustaining the uh, culture of this company as I could ever aspire to based upon um, knowing my partners and knowing this next generation as well as I do. Thank you so much for being with us today, Lloyd. Um, it was great hearing your perspective about culture um, and um, what you've invested in the Rawls Group. Uh, being authentic, committing to your people, not just your business, trusting in your people, and constantly working ensures a culture that can adapt, grow, and develop the business legacy. As markets become more competitive for clients, customers and talent, ensuring you have a winning culture, one that provides opportunity for others will be a last will be a long lasting winning value proposition. Thank you all. Advancing your business, your people, and your legacy is produced by the Rawls Group and hosted by me, Kendall Rawls. Thank you to Lloyd Rawls, the founder of the Rawls Group, for your expertise and content contribution to the series. You can hear more of this discussion on our website at www.rawlsgroup.com. Thanks so much and hope to see you back.